Hey everyone. Today we're covering chapters three and four of the humility book. We saw in the first two chapters the definition of humility fundamentally as an honest evaluation of our sinfulness in light of God's holiness, and that pride is when we contend with God for supremacy in our lives and deny our dependence on him. In chapters three and four, Mahaney brings out two snapshots of the disciples James and John, seeing how they're transformed from a worldly and proud desire for greatness by Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross to become servant leaders in the early church. He articulates that it is only the Savior's death as a ransom for us that we can be transformed in this way. It was a work of God to transform James and John, and it is a work of God to transform us. When we look at Jesus, we see this dual reality at play, that my sin was so bad that God had to die to pay for it, and at the same time, that God loved me so much that he was willing to die to ransom me with his blood. As we look at the cross, these two realities should drive us closer to God. We realize how lost we are without him, how far we are from him in our sinful condition and choices, and how utterly unable we are to fix or change ourselves. And we see Jesus willingly and in love laying down his life for us, his sheep. We are bestowed with the love of God as an unmerited gift. And as we see the depths of our sin, so we see the depths of God's love in the cross. If we don't see our sin for what it is, namely, bad enough to require such a sacrifice, then we won't see the lavish grace that Jesus extends through his death and resurrection for us. And we know through God's word that God is at work sanctifying us, molding us more and more into his image. We see that happen with James and John who become servant leaders and suffer greatly for the sake of the gospel. And we see it in us. And friends, as I've gotten to know many of you and hear hear your testimonies, I see God molding and shaping you each more into his image as well. I want to camp here for a moment. At the end of chapter 4, Mahaney throws out this question, small, simple little question, but it's something I've been reflecting on a lot this year, and I'd encourage you to consider in your own life. He asks simply, what would your life look like today had Jesus not intervened and saved you as he did? I know that my younger self was angry and hateful, anxious and lustful, insecure, violent, arrogant, self-controlled, and self-exultant. And those things would have led me to dark places today. I'd be caught in addiction and strife, I'm sure of it. I see myself, my former self, in the description of Titus 3.3, which reads this, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. Yet by the sheer grace of God, I am being made new. And in place of these things as once dominating qualities in my life, God is growing in me in the the fruit of the Spirit. Love for my brothers and sisters in Christ, peace, patience, gentleness, and self-control come to mind as in sharp contrast to my younger self. And Titus 3 continues this way. It says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of, the, of eternal life. 
I know today my life is shaped by God's calling and conviction. Without Christ, I would never have pursued marriage as I did, perhaps even at all. I wouldn't have become a foster parent or left my business career to help serve the church. How I spend my money is radically different than it would have been otherwise. How I spend my time, and especially who I spend my time with, also radically different. And friends, for those of you listening, serving in your communities as leaders, I know that Christ has been at work in transforming you too. I've had the tremendous joy to get to know many of you and to hear how God has been working to make each of you more into his image. This is one of the reasons when we gather that we regularly encourage each other with a shout out when we meet because it's a testimony to the work of God among us. And it's also my prayer for you all as leaders and as, though, as, and as you lead your communities that you'd be shaped more and more into Christ's image. With that, would you please pray with me? Father, thank you for the reminder that we were once, like James and John, selfish and self-exultant. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue uh, in us the refining work of sanctification, make us more and more into your Son's likeness. May we serve our communities out of a sincere desire to see you glorified and not ourselves. May we love others for their sake and not for our own sake. May you remind us daily of our great and utter need for you and your great and complete love for us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.